Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. Here we go. Hi, David. What's up, Larry Dollar Bill? <laughs> Just me and you. No Jason today. Hey, well, it's, it's you and me and our red solo expert ownership cups. Custom red yes. solo expert ownership cups. Well, it's me and you, and Jason will jump in when he gets here. Um, I don't know where he is, but he's on his own schedule. Oh, hey, Jason. Come on, dude. Jump in. Let's go. Today, we're going to be talking about Core 4. So you mentioned it in a previous episode. We're talking about Core 4 today. Yeah, we are. So we're talking about vision, mission, values. Principles. Principles. Mm -hmm. So let's start here. What was that process like, especially on the expert ownership front, when you first said, okay, we better figure out the direction. Why are we doing this? And what exactly are we doing? Yeah, that's right. Well, it all starts with a vision in Scripture because we're launching faith-filled entrepreneurs. In Scripture, it says, without a vision, the people perish. So you got to have vision. For us, we define vision is your what, mission is your why. And sometimes those are interchangeable. You'll see that. I mean, good grief. There's so many different leadership gurus out there, and they interchange vision and mission. But really, Jason and I, now looking back after 20 years of building multiple businesses across various verticals and various continents, vision is your what, mission is your why. And we describe it this way. Vision would be like the lid on a jigsaw puzzle box. If I dumped out a 1,000 pieces on this table right now, Larry, and said, okay, Larry, put it together, and I take the lid with me home, I mean, you'd struggle. But now if I put the lid right here and you're looking at the lid, then all of a sudden every little piece you see is part of a much bigger picture. And when you can clearly see that picture, you know where those pieces should fit. Even if you put one in the wrong spot, you still have the opportunity to put that piece in the right spot because you have a vision. Now, mission, on the other hand, is knowing your why. Why are you putting it together? So if I were to give you an analogy, and Jason and I love these two simple analogies, the one of the jigsaw puzzle, and the one of three men are mixing concrete, and you walk up to the first guy and you say, hey, man, what are you doing? And he says, I'm mixing concrete. And you're like, oh, okay, great. And you go to the second guy, well, what are you doing? And says, I'm building a building. And you're like, oh, okay, great. At least he knows what he's doing. And then the third guy, you go up to him and say, what are you doing? And he says, I'm building a hospital that's going to take care of children, that's going to help put hope and destiny back into their lives. Now, which guy do you think really has a mission? The one that understands this why. When it gets hot, when the calluses begin to build, when he's on his 100th wheelbarrow of mixing, right? I'm talking about old school mixing concrete. You see, because he's got his mission. So when your vision and your mission are in place, those are drivers for your company. And it really helps to put all the pieces of the puzzle. And trust me, in your business with your systems, your operations, your marketing, sales, just team, HR, everything is like a bunch of jigsaw puzzle pieces. And so you have to have a very clear vision and a very clear mission. And vision, you know, is a very clear of what could be and what should be. And as entrepreneurs, we live in that world, right? Like you're walking around in places and you're seeing what could be and what should be. I mean, how many people before Uber and Lyft came around, how many people sat in the back of a taxi cab, but they never asked that question, what could be and what should be in terms of transportation? And that's something that gets outside of having to drive in a, in a yellow taxi. 
but two of those guys, I don't even know their names, but they sat back there and they thought like an entrepreneur. So we talk about launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. What we're presupposing is that you're already an entrepreneur. You already think like that. Right. If you don't think like that, I mean, we can help you think like that, but you need to start thinking like that before the stuff that we're talking about is really going to resonate with you, right? And so you're thinking of what could be and what should be, but no amount of knowing what could be and should be is going to get you there if you don't have the motivation and the energy to do it. Like, Why? Like, why do I need to be in that place? Like, why do I need to do that? That's where mission comes in. Larry, I know your your daughter, Riley Hubatka, is an influencer online. And uh, she's got, like, way more followers than we've ever had. More than you as her dad. I will never have as many followers as she's got. She's got, she's like, got 10, 10 million. million or something she's like that. She's got about 10 million. What's her, what's her handle on Instagram? Riley Hubatka. Hubatka, H-U-B-A-T-K-A. Anyway, I was talking with her, when, with you there, and uh, we were talking about her being an influencer, and I told her, I said, you realize the two most important words that you need to remember as someone who's an influencer, and I would say the same thing as someone who's got a successful business or wants a successful business, the two most important words are so that. Like, I want to build this platform so that. I can bring God glory in all that I do. I want to have a successful business so that I can bless other people. You know, I can bless the widow and the orphan and the Levite or whatever. And so those two words are so incredibly important, but that's where mission comes in and gives you the opportunity to say so that. So the question would be, what is your so that? And if you don't have that clearly defined, and we talk about in our book, both personally and professionally, then um, you're not going to have the energy to see things through. Yeah, that's a big one. I think the energy is a big piece of it because when you talk about vision being about direction, mission being about the energy to do it. So let's go back to the concrete mixer analogy. Yep. Do you know those guys personally? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not sure if those were friends or oh, yeah, if they're just a yeah. you know, story that yeah. we heard about. But if the, the concrete mixing crew were uh, out here and we said, what is it that you're doing and why are you doing it? When we ask people, hey, where do you start when you go through this process? Well, the easiest answer is to say, take that vision and the mission, put them together. I mix concrete so that... I can create a children's hospital to serve kids in need. Putting these together and having a picture in your mind where it's simple and it's not convoluted is a great place for you to say, okay, if I can at least start there, now I know the direction that I'm heading. I know what's going to fuel me when I feel like, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today. Because if you think that the days aren't going to happen or you wake up and you think, I don't want to do this today, then you've not been an entrepreneur. That's right. And you've not understood the fact that Part of this is discovering where to find that energy and that fuel when you don't want to, because we still have to get up before six and on most days and say, okay, I know it's got to get done today. Let's go do it. That's right. Yeah. And it starts personally before it starts professionally. That's why in our book, we outline that and say, look, let's start personally first. And so for us, it started our personal mission statement was the same. It's not just because we're twins. It's because we wanted the same thing. We want to be financially free. Right, So our passive income exceeds our living expenses. We want to be financially free so that we can speak and write. Now, we knew that God had kind of put us something in us that was an influencer before this whole social media stuff came out. And I really think it goes back to our dad being a pastor. He was always on stage speaking. He was around a lot of other people that stood on stage and spoke. And then we were at Liberty... I mean, at Liberty, everybody is drilled into their heads. God wants you to do extraordinary things. And then you you have the best speakers in the world fly in to speak at yeah. Liberty, and they all have books. So David and I are like, I want to do that one day. Like, that's what I want to do. 
So we knew that deep down that God wanted us at some point, somehow, some way, to be speakers, influencers, or whatever. It was just in, there was that little sixth sense that was in us that said, that's probably the direction you're going to go. So our personal vision mission was, we want to be financially free so that we can speak and write. And the reason why we wanted to be financially free, rather than just, hey, I want to speak and write, I want to make money speaking and writing because we wanted to speak and write whatever God wanted us to speak and write and not be relying on people to buy our books and people to pay me to speak because then we'd be more likely to not speak the things that maybe God would want us to say, right? And that's something about a faith-filled entrepreneur right now that we're saying we're in a crazy time when if the only way that you can make money is off of a certain client and you know that if your wife continues to say what she says on social media that that client's probably going to fire you oh we've had plenty of people call us and say that's actually their story they're scared so david and i are like look we can help you get to a point where you're a seapreneur where yeah you want to stay in that business as much as you can but just know when it's gone i'm okay financially i'm fine you know and we can help you get to that but you need to know First, you've got to know what you want to accomplish and why you want to accomplish it personally. And then you move it into professionally because obviously no team around us for Benham Companies is going to get wildly excited about me and David getting financially free so that we can speak and write. It's like, oh, I want to help you do that. No, right? It, there has to be a professional one too. And so we created our own professional vision and mission. You know, and it, it changed. Yeah, with all of them, you change it, you tweak it, but you got to keep it out front of your folks. And it doesn't always have to be on your website or anything like that. But for instance, we'll just take expert ownership, launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success so that we can advance God's kingdom on earth. Or it can say, we advance God's kingdom on earth by launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success, right? And we do this through community, courses, and coaching, and classes, right? That's a very simple, you've got the word buy there, you've got the word so that there, and we do this through there. You can also create a timeline around it. By 2025, mm. we will have 1 million faithful entrepreneurs thriving in the faithful five by 2025, right? That's a whole nother version of it. So, I mean, it just kind of depends. I mean, it, it's running a business is an art, not a science. The numbers are a science. People skills, your soft skills, those are science, but, you know, a lot of the other stuff is an art, especially when it comes to your vision and your mission. Well, soft skills are art. People skills are art. But definitely when you're looking at sales, marketing systems, those are all sciences. But you're the marketing and brand guy. I mean, you swim in mission and vision. Obviously, you might have a, a different tweak to it. What is yours? You teach us a great one. Now, when it comes to vision and mission, I, what you said is exactly right. The simplest way to talk about it is what are we doing and why are we doing it, right? Exactly. If, you, if you've yeah. got that. That's going to power you for a long time. You know, I was just thinking about what we say when we talk about the expert ownership mission, and we say excite, equip, and engage kingdom entrepreneurs to be catalysts for the next great awakening. Mm. That's big. That's good. Yeah. That's big. When somebody hears that, if they don't get excited about this, we're not saying, hey, shame on you for not getting excited. We're saying, well, aligning with this particular organization may not be for you because that's the mission here. If you can get excited about that, though, well, you might have found your people. And we all know that the sense of belonging is going to be that's like right. massive fuel for the fire. So big picture, if you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, that's huge. When we walk through this experience with brands, most of the time, you'll find that most executives don't know their own vision and their own mission. Wow. It's mm. crazy. You'll be in conversations and not generally they can tell you what they're trying to do or they've got a couple of company lines. And it's not because they're bad people. 
it's just not kept front and center. It's not made top of mind for them. And if it's not top of mind, then at some point you're not looking through a lens to make the decisions and actually filter your behavior. Yeah. So vision and mission has got to be front and center. And it's got to be kept in front of your people internally and then your clients externally or customers or whatever you want to call them, your target audiences externally. So now you've got a lens that you can look through to say, now we're making decisions that are always aligned with who it is that we are, what we want to do, and why we want to do it. And who you're attracting, your avatar. Exactly. I love your story about Nike. The head of innovation from Nike years ago, he was telling us that they believed that if they could reach the 17-year-old boy, that they could reach the world. And, you know, when you hear that, you feel like that makes sense, but why? And they said, well, we think the 17-year-old boy is influential in reaching the 17-year-old girl. We think the 17-year-old boy is influential in reaching the 25-year-old who says, you know what, I'm not 17 anymore, they're pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. They seem to be out front and, and cutting edge. They think the 17-year-old boy is great at meeting the 40-year-old because they've got the zeal at 17 that you don't have most of the time, or at least not to the same degree at 40 years old. So you've got wisdom and experience, but you don't have the zeal. So their thesis was, at least at the time, if we reach that kid, we, we win the world. And in doing so, they said, let's keep that in front of everybody. Let's keep it in front of all of our people. So they set up spaces on the campus and said, Let's have rooms. So this is truly the room of that 17-year-old boy. And, you know, oftentimes if you create a persona or an avatar, you actually give them a name. Yeah. And I don't know if there was a name. So it's always been 17-year-old boy to me. But there were rooms to say, when you walk by this and you look at this room, you ought to see that 17-year-old boy. You ought to see what magazines they're looking at, what's on their phone, what's on their desktop, what clothes are they wearing. You ought to be able to create a picture in your mind of who it is that we're trying to reach and know that everything we do needs to be through that lens. Can we reach that guy? That's right. If we reach that guy, we think we win the world. And so the clarity here becomes what, why, and who. You know, what is it you're doing? Why are you doing it? And who are you doing it for? And two, and and springing off that who, you helped me see this, Larry, when you were bringing us through brand and marketing with what we were doing. You said your goal for your customer and your target client, whatever you call them, customers or clients, is to help them become something or to become someone. That's right. So the best marketing reaches into that person's heart and says, if you partner with us, if you hire us, we can help you become what it is that you want to become. That's the who. That's what I think, you know, when your core vision and mission are put down on paper and it's etched into the hearts of people, you recognize what you're helping other people become. That's exactly right. It no longer has an inward focus. It's not solely about you. It's now an outward focus. It's what are we doing? What kind of impact are we having in the world? And what kind of people are we helping our customers, or our clients become so they can go make an impact in their circles of influence and in their communities? I was at a coaching event or a session last week where I go to see my coach who does you know some work with me on just leading myself, right? It's personal yeah. development. And we were having this conversation around a friend who uh, his company sells peaches. They sell a lot of peaches, millions of dollars in peaches every year. And he said, uh, you know, you're not selling peaches when you're selling peaches. You're selling people the best summer of their lives. Because yes. it's a seasonal business, right? You get Georgia peaches three months out of the year. They're the best in the, in the country. But he said, you're selling this aspirational picture of, hey, this is going to be the best summer of your life. You're going to have the best time. We're celebrating life here. Well, if you can start to understand how vision and mission help translate the decisions that you make, the behaviors that you take, because you're starting to now think aspirationally, it'll really change the way you approach your business. So yeah. again, back to David's good friend, the cement worker. When you've got that guy, that guy is out there and he's he's mixing cement. And you're saying, hey, you're not just mixing cement. And this guy already knew it, right? 
This guy said, no, 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 I'm actually doing something to serve a whole audience of kids who need help. We're able to create a structure so we can put beds in this place and we can have these kids feel like they're being cared for and they're being um, uh, developed or, right. or healed. That's amazing. That's but my BFF, bro. That's right. You're selling aspiration, right? You're not just that's selling right. concrete, structure, right. buildings, mechanics, function. And that's what we're doing with expert ownership is that we look around, a lot of believers look around and they see the moral digression around us or they see whatever the political rifts and all the other stuff that's going on. And sometimes it's like, well, what can we do? Listen, this was the moment that we were created for. Our God is alive. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And we can be a practical demonstration, an experiential demonstration of Jesus Christ and the love of God in the marketplace. Let me wrap up with just, and I know we need to wrap this up, but so I talked about our personal vision and mission. We had to wrap that and morph that into a professional vision and mission. And what you were just saying when you started talking about aspirational, like your your team wants to wrap themselves around something and dedicate themselves to something that's very aspirational, like yes. they want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. So when we started Benham Real Estate Group, it was, we'll be the leading foreclosure specialists in the nation, okay, vision, and so that we can breathe life into communities across our nation. And that breathe life was specific to our pro-life niche that we had where we were starting um, uh, nonprofits in the pro-life space. And people really gravitated to that very well. It's amazing. All right, guys, we're going to bring this one to a close. But before we do, own it or loan it. Okay. You know how it goes. What do you got up your sleeve now? Jordans. Oh, you're talking about like the legit Jordan. Oh, well, I was thinking more of the country, but we can Jordan. talk about the shoes. Yeah, but you, you added <laughs> the, the S, so the shoes. there was that. Air Jordans. It's a very Jason, Jason is going to go off on this because I'm he, not going to go off. I'm just going to say own it. I have two and I need twenty. Excellent. I mean, I, I would say own it, but you haven't brought up anything that we said loan it. So I don't own any Jordans. It's because he's a sissy. He no, won't get off I his will, wallet. I will say this: the black and red Jordans, the breads. That's I Jordan used to four. daydream about those when I was a kid. I'm impressed and, that you need to call them breads. Uh huh. And then, do you remember the cons where? Magic Johnson would wear the yellow and purple Converse, yeah. and then Larry Bird wore the green and white. I used yeah. to daydream about those. And then all of a sudden, Jordan comes out with the breads. Do you remember when Converse came out with the Energy Wave? No, I don't even know what that oh, is. Man, you don't remember wave. that? Oh, the Energy Wave? Oh, yeah, the Energy Wave. Yeah, it was pretty rocking, like like you had a, like you were walking on a cloud. And then Reebok came out with the pump. Yeah, the oh, pump. I remember the I pump. I was back in. That was okay, Penny, so, Penny Hardaway. Uh, yeah, to answer your question, I would say definitely Jordan's own it. Own it and own it. Yeah. It's clean sweep. Clean sweep. Yeah, it is. All right. If you want to find out more about the core four, vision, mission, values, and principles, jump online, expertownership.com. We want to invite you to join our owner suite. We're going to give you access to all of our latest releases. You're going to find new courses there, new research we're doing, studies, live Q&As. Everything that we have is going to go there first. It's our newest material. So please, please, please catch up with us, expertownership.com for more. All right. Until next time, don't forget impact over income. And of course, if you get both of them, Well, we won't be mad at you. All right, we'll see you next time.